0: Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to Developing Imperfect Leaders.
1: Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus.
0: This podcast is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I'm your host, Paul Stiver. And I'm joined by my co hosts and fellow LDI staff team members, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson.
2: Hi, hi.
0: It is so good to see you guys yet again back in the studio. How are you guys doing? I'd love to, what we always do is kick off with some fun facts. Okay, what is a fun fact about you?
2: (laughs) I'm so excited for this because with this new studio arrangement, we can see each other's notes a little bit, and Kaylin's is intriguing.
1: Two words, two simple (laughs) words. Um, so one of my fun facts is in the summertime, like I thoroughly enjoy getting into a hot car. In the summer? Yes. (laughs) That's why it
0: says hot cars. That finally makes sense. That's not
2: what
1: I thought hot cars meant. I just like, I don't know why, but it's like something about like getting into like a warm toasty car. Just like, oh, it just feels so good. And I just really, I look forward to that.
0: What about leather seats?
1: Oh, they burn smoked. your legs. Oh, I guess I, I, we have leather seats. I've never thought about it because That's, I just am thoroughly enjoying how warm the car is.
2: Right. And
1: then once we start driving, I roll down the windows. But it's like that initial like 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, it's so nice and warm in here. Oh,
0: it's got to be pretty rare. But I bet people do have it. I know people be do because
1: I've actually connected with people on this. Well, please like comment. Social media groups. Please comment on the podcast.
0: So, speaking of social media, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, um, this is a sidebar, but I, the heated seats in cars, is like obviously a little newer technology. I mean, I'm a millennial and it wasn't always around the heated seats. So nice. Incredible. Oh
1: yes. That I is, do it in even like 40 degree weather. There's air conditioned seats now. That yeah. is also. Okay. And the heated steering wheels. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's new. I did heated not. Heated
1: mirrors.
2: That's, Have
0: that's, you that's, seen that? The mm-hmm.
1: side mirrors are heated. Love mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. What won't they heat these days? Thank you. Uh, heat.
1: Well, thank you, Minnesota Winters. for.
0: Uh, so, all right. Um, my fun fact is I have seen uh one Star Wars movie all the way through. I don't know how fun that is. If you're in a, like, we're in a Christian setting most of the time, and it feels like that almost is blasphemy to have only seen mm. one Star Wars movie, especially at our, uh, just friends that I have, uh, one that I literally have someone I know that runs an entire podcast dedicated to Star Wars.
2: What's the um, Lion movie? The Lion one? The,
0: the Lion King? Yeah, that's not no, Star no, Wars. No, no, the
2: Lion, where Lion is like, kind of like the Jesus character. What's that one? Narnia.
0: Oh. oh I've,
2: I've never seen those. Okay. And people look at me like I am, like, maybe a just, heathen.
0: Yeah, just like, what it's are you doing? It's just
2: like, maybe on par with, oh, who 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 reads their Bible? Like, <laughs> and I'm, I, I read my Bible.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. So, so read your Bible. Also watch Narnia. And Star Wars Don't apparently. watch Star Don't Wars. Don't watch Star Wars. No, it's, it's a waste. It W.O.T. Is, yeah. Waste of Time. I, no, I watched Rogue One. That's the one I saw. And that's I one of like the better
1: ones. I actually, I actually liked that one. I feel
0: like now I get, actually understand what is all the timelines and stuff. But yeah, that's me.
2: I've thoroughly enjoyed the Baby Yoda one. Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But.
1: Never seen
0: it. Oh, okay. Sometimes people do yes and uh, to keep conversation going. I love how the direction you went, though.
1: Don't know him.
2: Never seen him.
0: I haven't seen that show.
2: I don't know that person. <laughs> I don't know that person very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what other shows haven't you seen, Kayla? Caitlin, do you <laughs> want to? Give us a list.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Nettie, you just list shows she likes.
2: You say no. Nope, nope. Nope. Just keep just saying no. Nope. Like,
0: oh my God.
2: <laughs> Uh. never
0: sat in a car don't know it nope, nope. Know. never
2: been hot in a car <laughs> alright alright uh, I'll go I'll go. I'll go switching gears switching gears oh
0: car reference
2: um, I love hats do you have a do comment you? on that do, do you have you? a comment I had no idea
0: I she's never worn one. Kayla's gonna be like hats are awful never worn one never don't worn know. one
2: don't know about hats
0: what a hat Um,
2: is. yes If you've been, if you know me, you know my love of hats. It's like a, it's like a hug for your head. It just makes you feel safe and confident and comfy. I did count just for the purposes of this podcast. I have 22 baseball caps and 14 beanies. Weirdly, I wear like three of the beanies. Well, and you also have your favorite hats. Yes. Until they get like sweat stained or something gross, then they have to go to the bottom. Yeah. So, um, I, I just wrote on here, I need to update my look. Apparently, um, I'm not gonna, but I probably need to. You should count your, how many sweatshirts? My son, I did once, it was 42 hoodies, Um, but this was years ago. My son is getting married in June. So, I'm still trying to figure out how I can work a trucker hat into the look, but I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're going to let me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, probably not, right? Is there like a, a, is there like a mother of the groom trucker hat without a hat
1: and with (laughs) a
2: (laughs) hat? I'm not getting away with it. All right. All right. All right. Enough of that.
0: So, um, this week we're looking at kind of building off conversation about wise counsel, trusted voices. Who should I listen to? We wanted to think about who should I listen to on social media? That's actually the leading question. So Natty, who should I listen to on social media?
2: Well, my first response was, oh, I should not be the person that's answering this question because I am not very out there on social media. I don't pay attention to it a lot. So um, I couldn't even, I didn't know if this question was meant to be like more generally, like like in concept, who should I listen to or like more practically, like these are some great voices out there on social media because I'm sure there are some really great voices like that Lion movie. Um, But I'm not aware of them. So like, for me, it's like I I watched a TikTok video on how to clean all my baseball hats Uh and it worked fantastically. So like in the sense of like helpful, almost how to-ish TikTok and YouTube have been very helpful to me. But in terms of like, gosh, who should I listen to? That's just a tricky question because it means like the word listen, like who should I take advice from? you know, who should I learn things I don't know from? I mean, that's, those are all tricky questions because, um, you know, I, I, my preference would be that we use social media to stay in touch with other people, maybe be exposed to new ideas, different things like that. But then to actually like listen to them in a way that like impacts your heart is interesting because even as people listen to this podcast, which I realize isn't social media, but it is another form of content and media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want somebody to listen to this podcast and make all their decisions in isolation. Right. And so then my, my big yeah. thing was like, it's tough for me to, to see the idea that somebody would take advice from a stranger and like wholesale, that's what I'm doing. Like I've bought into this idea. I got it, right? So because social media... And like things like this, they give us the false impression that we're in community. We sort of start to believe we're in community because we're sharing ideas with maybe like like-minded people or or something like that, or we've caught on to something and there's other people who agree. And maybe we even dialogue on a, like a, a messaging board or DMs or whatever, but it's st- you're still in isolation. So I think it gives us this false sense of even watching this video, hi, you might have this like false impression that we're... We know each other and we just actually don't. And And so you just need to have healthy dialogue in order to take advice. There just has to be healthy dialogue. And so I think that's the risk of social media is making decisions in isolation. It's that idea. And I think we've brought it up on the show of like, isolation is a bad place to make decisions because when you're deceived, you're deceived. That's the idea. You don't know you're deceived. Uh, you're just deceived. And nobody's ever like... Gone up and be like, "Oh, I'm presently deceived," but that's cool because I know it. Like
1: you're just deceived when you're deceived.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm.
2: sorry, Kay. What do you
1: think? No, I uh, my initial response was you shouldn't listen to anybody on social media because they're all Ooh. paid to influence and advertise. Hmm. So somebody pays me to be on social media? That has not happened for me. Well, like <laughs> just kidding. Like, I mean, the they influencers don't pay me, are like the people that at least like so. Fill out, I I was just thinking like okay I'm sharing my thought on this of like you shouldn't listen to anyone and then I'm like mm. but there are definitely like oh I wonder how like this person that I follow on Instagram is like thinking about this or like how do they lay out their day or how do they like organize their life mm. or like what are their orga- organizational hacks and um, I'm like Ugh, but those target bins that you are organizing this closet with you're getting paid to Oh, they're getting the Target bins or they're getting a kickback from yes, Target. Yes, okay. yeah. And yeah. so then I'm like, ugh, no one Yeah, is what I think because, you're,
0: yeah. You're looking at it and you're saying like, the, I, how can this be authentic? Or like, why should I listen to this? It's interesting because like, then you'd be influenced to buy the Target bins.
1: Uh, Not, I um, have, yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So, which is, I think what I'm...
1: I'm like, oh, that looks so clean. I want that for my laundry room.
0: Right, and then I'll be okay. <laughs> I bought them. Then I'll be okay.
1: Well, yeah. A little
0: bit. Right. That's what I well, think and is, it's
1: I'm a little okay. Cause now I like what my like top of the laundry yeah, looks like, Yeah. but that didn't solve anything.
0: Yeah. That's, I think what's interesting is like, we're so easily influenced. I think we'd love to be like, no, I take in all this content and it barely impacts me. It barely, you know, like I'm very much in the chair, discerning, understanding what's right and what's wrong, what's true and what's false, what's life-giving and what's not. But so quickly we're like, no, I need to have this or I've got to like, yeah, this, if I can just organize my laundry room, my life will make sense. Almost. You didn't say that. And obviously you don't think that, but but like we get to those kind of places or we can tend to, um, which, yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah. I'm, 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 my brain, if you can probably see the smoke coming out of my ears, if, if the camera was on me. But like, I was just thinking about what you're we saying, because as soon as you said, so I bought them, and then I was like, well, did it improve your situation? Then it can't be that bad that you got influence to do it. No, but here's yeah. the thing. If you, if it put in your I- head the idea that the appearance of your laundry room is subpar, yeah, suddenly, then I'm like, okay, and that lies the problem because... Your, I know your house. It's mm-hmm. your laundry room's in a basement. No one's ever gonna right, go in yeah. it but you. And it's yeah. one thing to like have your place make you feel happy, but I mm-hmm. bet you only go in there to change your laundry or get in your freezer. Right. Right. And so so if you ever need anything from Kalen's freezer, it's right next <laughs> to the machines. Um and so it's not bad to get help. Like I was like, Oh, it's helpful for me to know how to clean my hats on TikTok. Yeah. But I didn't TikTok didn't put in my head. The fact that my hats were dirty. I knew my hats were dirty. So I went looking for a way to clean my hats. Yeah. Right. If if I went on TikTok then and it was like, here's all the hats you can get. I suppose that would be the there it was telling me then. Then it's telling me my -hmm. hats, I guess, are Mm -hmm. inferior and I won't be complete. Mm -hmm. Or what if somebody heaven forbid, goes down into your laundry room and judges you for the appearance of what the top of your laundry looks like? I, yeah, I know. It's, is that what
1: you were thinking? Is that what oh, it put no, in your head? or It was more like, oh, to have this organized would just feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. No, it's no. not
2: bad, but it's like, yeah. yeah it's but like, if it puts in your head, you're somehow inferior. Right. Because your laundry room looks inferior. Yep. Well, I'm like, my laundry room's always going to look inferior. It, it doesn't even a have sheetrock. Like at right. the end of the day. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good, I mean, just thinking about this topic and kind of how do we, you know, guard against the ways that we tend to be influenced, especially in an era where we're absorbing so much more content than our brains can handle. It just is factual. Is that a word? Factual? Um, yes, definitely. We're just taking in, it's factually as a word. Uh, it actually is a factual, all right, I'm done. Uh, but we're taking in so factually. much content right now and it, it literally there's studies that show our brains cannot process the level of especially visual information that we're getting. And so we need to have discernment. And that hits on the quote of the week this week. It comes from a woman named uh, Melissa Kruger writing for the Gospel Coalition, an article called What Social Media Users Need. And we got a bit of a long quote here, but she says this, what we spend our time looking at greatly affects what we're thinking about. Everyone knows what it's like to have negative thoughts while online. One woman might be anxious and worried after reading a friend's update on her sick family member. A different woman may feel lonely after seeing a group photo of a social gathering posted online. Another woman might doubt the validity of God's word on a particular subject because a popular influencer has a new view and everyone seems to agree. Hmm. What we see on social media affects how we think. It also affects how we view others. It's important for each of us to consider In what ways am I negatively affected by social media? Who invites me toward folly? So often, our thoughts lead us to temptation. Spending time on social media can tempt us toward discontentment, unkind judgments, bitterness, or envy of someone's possessions or accomplishments. She continues, As you think about your own areas of temptation, consider how social media influences your struggle. Discernment is not avoidance of the world. It's the ability to go into the world and embrace the good while avoiding the bad.
1: It's a great end.
0: That is good, yeah. Yeah,
2: it is. A, I, it's a long quote. So, like, I unpacked it in my notes by kind of chunking it up into three sections. And so I'll just start by kind of tossing out. I, I stopped the quote at, at where it ends with, um, you know, where she's changing her mind on a pop, on God's word because a popular influencer has a new idea. And so I'm like, okay. So what um, Melissa Kruger does here is she kind of sets up, like, here's, here's ways I've seen in her experience women sp- specifically um, influenced by social media. And so I broke it right there. And it's, it's true that social media has an impact on people. Mm-hmm. And they, the interesting thing about it is there's probably some universal truths. Like it's like advertising where it tells us what we don't have, you know, like our promise this is a, a life. There's going to be life, you know, it's like a beer commercial, you know, you'll suddenly be on a beach if you have a Corona, Mm -hmm. right? Or whatever, right? Um, Can't wait. wait. Um, Or you'll at least feel like you're on a beach. It's not true, but like, that's, that's what they're selling is beach life, right? But like, the interesting thing about it is it influences us differently. Mm -hmm. So these same women are seeing these posts and some, some things are going to be like, doesn't influence me. And then that one's going to really hit home. So for that gal who, who feels lonely every time she sees people interacting and probably especially people she knows and cares about. And she's like, well, why wasn't I invited? Mm -hmm. Right. We've all felt that. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, at least women, we can talk about whether guys Mm -hmm. feel that, but like, oh, maybe, maybe I should have been invited to that thing. Or how come I, how come they're hanging out and I didn't get an invite to that or, or whatever. You can see how it's going to impact us differently each of us based on our own uniqueness, but also that that will then change over time. So it's kind of this ever evolving thing where it makes it actually hard to probably pinpoint exactly its influence on us. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on the beginning of the quote that stood out to you. When I
1: read the beginning of that, I just was thinking how more like when you are going through your feed, how you'll see someone who's sick And then you'll see a group of friends and then you'll, and how like your brain is just jumping to jumping to jumping and you're not Mm. actually like being, you don't stop on this person who um, has a sick mom because you're already going to the next one. Mm. So you like intake it for a minute. Oh, that's too bad. And then go to the next. Um, So you envision yourself as potentially all these women. Yeah, you can like, and then how you just like leave social media, like hmm, a bunch of feelings. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Right. Like you'd walk away from that. If this was hypothetically you, you walk away from that session or whatever, scrolling on your phone, feeling a ton of new things. And then just going and interacting with the world mm-hmm. in new ways. Yeah. Like, uh, and maybe trying to like hang out with someone cause you felt lonely or maybe you just don't talk to anyone cause you're like, no one wants to talk to me or who knows other ways that it actually would impact your behavior. And you just sat for five minutes scrolling and saw like a few things.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think of like the endless scroll as yeah. a problem, right? With social media, the the endless scroll, mm-hmm. um, and how it's it's probably hard for for us to admit when we are teetering on the edge of addiction that endless scroll right yeah. like what are we trying to numb with that endless scroll because you're like oh it causes me to feel things but I would think if you have that wide range of feelings when you're scrolling again this is not a thing I really do I don't I'm not an endless social media scroller and so um but I can imagine it for me that it would almost numb me like, I've experienced well, right. so I, many emotions. That's what I would argue. Emotions. Like you it's sort of like the news. You're like, oh, the world has endless
1: problems. Yeah.
2: You're almost numb. You're numb to it because you're like, I, I'm powerless to change almost everything I hear
1: on the news. Yeah. I, and yeah. so you could either, you know, depending if you're like hugely empathetic or not, is like you'll leave either with a bunch of emotions or like I more leave like, oh, wow, that was just a lot. And then.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Or you're
2: actually using the scroll of social media to numb things you're feeling IRL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, man, I've got all these feels about this thing that's actually happening in my life, but I can, if I scroll now I can, it's like a form of escapism then I guess. Yeah. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you escape into a different world or like your problems get numbed out or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. What about the second part of the quote?
2: Well, I sort of hopped into that. So, you know, it's this idea that, um, the ways it's impacting us negatively. I think that's a great question. It's important for each of us to consider in what ways am I negatively affected by social media? And we sort of bridged into that um, thinking about the uniqueness of the individual knowing yourself, how important that is to like know your own areas of weakness, know the things that you're going to idolize if it's, man, I really have relationships in mind, whether it's a romantic relationship or friendships, probably the posts that are, are directed about those are going to tell you how you're lacking. If it's um, the way you look or your appearance, you're going to notice all the people who look great on social media, you know, their most carefully curated photos, right? Um, or if you're like me, I, we never did family pictures, so I don't have all these cute pictures in leaves. Everyone's, everyone is with their kids in white shirts and leaves.
0: Yeah, a lot of flannel, a lot of leaves, yeah. orchards. And so like,
2: yeah, changer. orchards and, and trees and, you know, like they're on, on paths. Places, families do not hang out with their children. Like, con- you know, like paths, paths are things toddlers fall on. But we take our pictures there. And mm-hmm. so we never did that. And so now I'm like, well, now my kids aren't going to have these awesome pictures to look back on and they're oh. going to think I'm terrible. <laughs> I don't actually think that, but... You know That's what, what they, I mean? Like you would, <laughs> yeah. you'd be tempted to think that. So yeah. I think knowing, sorry, I just really derailed us. Knowing yourself in the unique way, that question's a fabulous question. That's where I kind of where I broke it off the second time with, in what ways am I negatively impacted by social media?
0: Can I, I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah, with please. An actual example. So we take our little ones to the apple orchard and all, most apple orchards, if you ever see them, are actually set up. There's a ton of different places all around them that are intentionally photogenic. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like a huge chair and then like a stack of pumpkins and then like oh, this cornfield or whatever. It's all intentionally photogenic. And it hit me the first time we went to one with our kid. Uh, we have two kids, but we went with Chase when he was uh, like one. And uh, we we're taking all these photos everywhere. And I'm like, oh, this isn't. And everybody's doing the same thing. I'm like, this is for Instagram. This is what they want us This to do. is not for, like, I'm not, we're not actually, like, enjoying our time here because we're just trying to manicure every new photo at every new little mm-hmm. photo op thing. Like, uh, and it just hit me, like, everyone here is doing the same thing. We're just doing this. So it's a way yep. that, like, social media actually changes the way we interact with the world and that now... I'm not going to the apple orchard for a quick uh, bite of an apple with a worm in it that I'm like, oh no. <laughs> or the ride that your kid's going like to fall actual, off of like, and go it's going to be slide, awesome. Yeah. But I'm going to take cool photos in and in w- watch my little kid look adorable in a flannel, which is partly fun too. Don't hear me say it, condemning it. And before it, social media, I'm oh, sorry.
2: Uh, before social media, we didn't, now people take photographers places with mm-hmm. them. We went to a studio. Somebody took our kid's picture took our family picture and we left, you know, like obviously cameras are probably better and there's, you know, like lighting's better. And I mean, we've got this globe light right here (laughs) to help us maybe look a little bit better. I don't know what it does. Maybe the cameras just pick us up better or whatever, but like, um, nobody took photographers with them. We didn't have cell phones. So there was, you know, I had, again, I had kids before I had a cell phone, so we didn't have phones with cameras. And so you guys are like, you're forced to think through like the Instagram ability of everything you do with your children, which I think would be a huge distraction from I'm just going to be with my kids. And so, Paul, that's really I think that's really a good little like
1: that's discernment
2: piece of like, yeah, that's I'm here to. Oh, now we got to get a picture in front of the pumpkins. Oh, now we got to get a picture in a big chair. Right. Um You know, like all of those things so that we can have all these memories rather than just having the experience and having the memory. And let's be real, your kids will not have active memories of what they're doing right now. They're too little. So they don't need a picture. (laughs) They probably, there'll be so
1: many pictures, they won't even look back on them. Well, yeah, I've thought about that. Yeah, Sometimes I feel like Addy remembers stuff because um, she'll watch the videos on my phone. Yeah.
2: But it's not a real, she's remembering the video. She's seen the video. Right, yeah. She's not actually remembering the experience, right?
0: So that that leads us into the discernment comment she makes. Discernment is not avoidance of the world. It's the ability to go into the world and embrace the good while avoiding the bad. I think when we think, who should I listen to on social media? We're thinking about what is wise content. We're looking for voices that are going to help us embrace the good, namely the gospel. Mm. and avoid the bad or help us discern uh, ways that we're, our minds tend to uh, drift and to be influenced by things that are not what God would have for us. You know, so I, I had a couple things that uh, would be helpful uh, for those that we're trying to listen to on social media. One, is, do they have a demonstrated connection to God's word, right? Like, is this person sharing a worldview with you of gospel centrality? Mm. Do they believe the scripture? Two, are they connected to a church? Because there's a lot of people out there that have influence online that uh, just are kind of operating without connection to a church and just kind of, so that there's be some level they're of They're operating
2: in isolation. Yeah, right. And so therefore, they're influencing
0: yeah. you from a place of, they're not actually in a local body of believers. And so they don't have the accountability that they might have. A third one I like to see in people that I'm looking to as wise voices on social media is demonstrated humility. Um, So not just trying to be impressive and seem like they know it all, but actually admitting a weakness, brokenness, sin. Um, Another one that I was thinking through is how does what people online say align with those I trust in my real life, which we kind of hit on like bringing, uh, like we should be talking through the things we're being influenced by with those in our actual lives, right? So Natty hit on like this idea of fake community that we can have with an online community but if we can't turn around and take ideas to people and instead we embrace those ideas in isolation, that might be a problem. And so that was another one is, have I talked through these ideas with someone I trust? And then the last one we actually throw into our systematic theology class in here. Um, it kind of fits with what she talked about of a popular influencer has a new view, and everyone seems to agree. As a general principle, and it doesn't always fit, but as a general principle, anytime the word "new is used in theology, you want to practice some discernment there, because typically, uh, new—it's like when someone has discovered something that no one else in the church history for two thousand years has seen before. That typically doesn't go well. So beware of the new uh, or the isolated theology that someone has just discovered that no one ever saw before. Is this That's, where we
2: talk about chronological snobbery? Uh, we could. That's a yeah. great. I don't know who coined that phrase, but it's, it's not us. But somebody, I somebody never, quoted I don't it. Know that. Chronological snobbery is sort of like this idea that because we live further in time.
1: Do you, were you no, kidding? I, no, you, I... You I, actually I, I don't, don't? I don't. I was looking at Paul first. Oh, okay. You're just yeah. being a turd. Mm.
2: All right. Um, can, can we say turd on a podcast? We just did. We just did. Um, we plopped it out there. Pl- yeah. Chronological right. <laughs> snobbery is this idea that because I live further in time, mm. I'm more aware than people who lived you know, 2000 years ago, or I'm, I'm in a better position to interpret the Bible than like Augustine because I, there's 2000 years between me and the Bible instead and of, and we just
0: know more now. We
2: just know more. We're, we're brighter. We've, got we're way more more figured aware. Out. We've made way we more progress culture. than what other people used to mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: All right. Well, let's shift into the growing together conversation. So every week we try to, again, uh, help imperfect leaders to grow. We acknowledge that we are Imperfect leaders. So, thinking about this one, keep in mind it's not a journey. There's not necessarily a right answer. What are some practical ways that an imperfect leader can cultivate a healthier relationship with content online and with social media?
1: Um. So, I know that I can be easily influenced by social media, and I know I can like leave social media with like negative emotions, whether that's like envy or. Um, it just probably envy and comparison are the ones that, um, come up for me. And so I think it's like being aware, um, what are the feelings that you are experiencing when you leave social media? Um, and then asking yourself like, okay, when I, now that I'm off it, how do I feel? sometimes I feel very happy because I just laughed at a ton of fail videos. <laughs> and so that I'm like, well, okay, well, social media got me there. I'm coming back to watch more of those. Uh, but oftentimes do not want to go back to social media when I feel. Um, so anyway, just trying to think through like, how do you feel when you leave? Um, I've also like at different times in my life, um, I've had accountability with a friend about things. I've been, like, tempted to buy after, like, scrolling through, like, mm. um someone. Have you guys heard of, like, I don't even know what it stands for, but it's called LTK? Do you guys? So, like, Mm-mm. someone that I follow has this, like, you can go to this other website and it's, like, these are all her Amazon picks These are all oh, her sure. Target. Huh. This is all her, like, winter clothing that she would recommend. And um sometimes I look at that and I'm, like, stupid, stupid. Why am I doing this? Like, Yeah I don't need to know what she recommends. It's like, I get off Stilo if you're I, yeah, not shopping like, for a house, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need uh-huh. any of this stuff. And so, I've like shared that with a friend before. Of like, hey, this is what I'm like tempted to do, and then they follow up with me, and I'm like, crap, I don't like being asked to be held accountable, but it is good. <laughs> so, yeah. um. And I think how Natty was talking about deception, like we don't know when we're deceived. I know that I'm like, oh, I'm so much wiser than what these like algorithms and influences are <laughs> influencers influencers are doing. But marketing is much smarter than we are. So
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: for real. Um I was thinking
2: a lot of the same things as you. So it was, um, you know, know yourself. We talked about this a little bit. Like know where your areas of weakness are, know when you're gonna get the places that you're going to get sucked in, and then that is the value. I mean, you nailed it with the accountability. We need community. We need people in real life who we know love Jesus and can come alongside of us and honestly talk about the impact that social media or other media inputs are having on our lives. Um, so it's it it would be hard to make any change without support, let alone something as accessible as social media like you can you could always be on social media if you wanted it's right there it's on your it's on your phone and so I temper that with the idea of um even though I don't really do social media very much um it's not because I I like think it's inherently evil it's just it doesn't interest me very much and so um I am excited when Christians are in media and are making content and we're pushed to do things like this that hopefully, you know, like point people towards Jesus and the gospel. Right. Um, And so I'm, I wouldn't, I also don't want to give the impression that I'm saying, oh, just don't do social media like me and you won't have a problem with it. No, because it's a problem that I don't do social media. I don't always know what's going on. I'm depending on other people to tell me things, but also to have wisdom. So, Again, I'm not saying lock out social media. Um, I think Christians do need to engage in culture and do need the, to engage in the world and see how these things can be used for good tools, but also to understand as a real life impact on individuals and then come together in community. So I don't know, Paul, what what were your what were what was your growing together?
0: Yeah, I think just adding to what you guys have said, you're talking accountability and Natty, really, what you hit on is discernment. And discernment happens not in isolation as well. We have to talk with others about it. That's where the accountability piece comes in. The, the only thing I'd add is, is back in the self-examination side of things, ask, how is this shaping my values? How is this shaping mm-hmm. what I think is true life? How is this va- uh, shaping what I think love looks like? Because um, I think all those three a great kinds question. of questions really like show you, oh, you know what? Uh, This is, you know, I maybe I'm being influenced in a way that is unhealthy and doesn't actually align with the good news of Jesus. And so let's move into then one takeaway. What's something you're taking away from this conversation as you think about social media in your life and wise content? And for me, I actually is that like, I want to actually start talking with people in my life more about our intake. I just want to kind of hear what people are listening to because there's probably great voices out there too that I'm not interacting with. But then also, yeah, have a little more accountability on like, what am I taking in? And is it healthy? Is it helpful? Um, And just kind of more do that discerning in community.
1: Uh, Until like a minute ago, mine was going to be, and if you fall prey to some of the stuff, it's like, it's okay. You are still loved. And like, I can fall prey to it. And Mm -hmm. so just like remembering like Mm -hmm. grace abounds as you are learning your limits or boundaries with social Mm -hmm. media. But I really did like your question of, like, how is this shaping your values? Uh, Because I know of, like, all the people that I can follow, it's like, oh, the way that their home is curated. Like, that, like, shapes my home Mm values. So, Hmm.
2: yeah, for me, it's got this, this preparing for this has got me questioning whether or not I should maybe try a little bit harder on social media, which is funny. It's a funny That would be a funny takeaway. Try a little harder, Natty, on social media. But Mm -hmm. I could share more of my life with people. It would just be figuring out how to do that in a really uncurated way. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the hard part about social media is it makes my... I don't want to put out this impression that I'm perfect, my family's perfect, my house is perfect, when none of that is actually true. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to be one of those people who just blasts when, like, I'm having a bad day. and so. I think it's maybe, maybe thinking through some wise ways to use social media and how I could engage. I mean, like my kid graduated, I didn't, I didn't post.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People are like, oh, things are happening in your life and I don't even know. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's because we don't actually hang out and that's okay. You don't need to know all of that. But I'm like, maybe, maybe it is good. I don't know. I got to think about it more. It's yeah. challenging me.
0: Well, that wraps up our conversation for today. But we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us, LDI at HopeCC.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi at hopecc.com.
1: Have a great week.